0: Hey, listen. We're here. <laughs> hey, listen, it's True Detective season three cast. Justin and I have got some very serious insights, some spoiler ruse, if you like. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big theories. Justin, episode three, called the shot. Who did it?
1: Uh, it
0: was. You think it's it was the clown at the birthday party, the Ronald McDonald impersonator? Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also think it's the nun from, the nun. Oh, my God, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I thought it was a really, really bold move
0: to bring the big bad from Insidious into mm-hmm. True Detective. Uh, but I guess but that's... time, time. It's
1: flat, but it's also God. And I think it's really But maybe it's not...
0: Yeah, to just be treating genre... Like, you know, they did a whole uh, sort of uh, a time thesis in season one. Now they're just doing a genre thesis. Yeah. Like, was it totally necessary to have episode two, like, all take place in the same apartment that Friends was filmed in? Mm, No. But I mean,
1: like, they're doing a thing. They're doing a thing. I really think it's well done. I don't understand why Hamburglar and... Grommer Gromus? Gromus. Grim- Grimace. Grimace yeah. Grimace is in there, but Grimace is on the case. But it makes sense because they do want to have a through line of crime. That's you true. Know? And that so hamburger, hamburger. <laughs> yeah. is
0: quite the deviant bastard, I would say. Yeah, that's
1: the subplot is like plot A, where are the missing kids? For sure. Plot B, where did those cheeseburgers go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet defi- you Grimace just got hungry.
1: Yeah, you know th- th- that show's layered though. It can't just be Grimace oh, no. got hungry. No, and I'm just I'm mostly just
0: watching that for the rewatch. Right? Yeah, because like I'm just uh, anticipating that we're gonna see Hamburglar in the background all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not astute <laughs> enough to, to, to get it on yeah. the first. Either pass. it's the
1: tracking guy. The whole oh. time he's like, "Why are the Boogaboo here?
0: <laughs> Who is this giant purple guy, uh, and why are we uh, in this apartment in New York?" Yeah. Drinking cappuccinos all the time. All the time. Central Perk. Listen, you guessed it. Here is the weekly sneak peek of four fabulous freaking books mm. um, for the week of January oh. 23rd. Yeah. Your boys Jeff Figley and Jessica Sott are Ooh. here, and we've got some insights, some theories. If you could only pack up four or five books into your little bag and get out of this comic shop on Wednesday, uh, this is what the four or five that we would do. I'm going to kick it off. Listen, everyone knows exactly what I'm going to get at here. It's the new Buffy the Vampire Slayer book from Boom Studios. Uh, The rights to this book have been owned by Dark Horse forever. Forever. I remember when they started doing the comic series as like season eight when I was in high school. And it was a pretty cool idea. But it pretty quickly became just a really different story. And the art on the covers was way nicer than the interior art always. And just it never quite hit correctly and. Boom Studios has been killing it lately with kind of everything. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with a new Buffy property. They've got, um, Jordi Belair is writing it, which is kind of crazy. That's rad. Yeah, because she's, you know, colorist extraordinaire, which doesn't mean she can't also write. But she's been writing um Redlands. Yeah. And that is very good. So she's got horror
1: chops. And she wrote Southern Across. Yeah. Which Becky Clunan? Becky Clunan, Clunan, Clunan did Jordy the Beller. art. Oh. Uh, Oh, okay. They both draw. Co- they're both poly it, talented.
0: I don't. I don't know who did what on Southern Cross because you're yeah. right. That was that was a minute ago. And
1: Warren Ellis is friends with both of them and hypes both their stuff. So oh, I get Warren, them. I get them confused. Well, and the artist from Klaus, Clurk, from Grant Morrison's
0: Clurk, Dan Mora Clears. is gonna be doing it. Uh, clergy and yeah, so that's a pretty pretty exciting thing. If you've ever checked into like Buffy or any of like the Whedon stuff, I've man, there was a year and a half there where I only wore Buffy the Vampire Slayer shirts. I call nice. it my eighth grade year. Nice, and it was probably pretty embarrassing. But fuck that. I, uh,
1: um, <laughs> Boom Studio seems to like their. Creator-owned stuff has kind of seemed to dial back in the last year. Like, they're not putting out tons. For a second, I thought they were going to make that, like, they're going to be image Image play. Yeah. Image Image play. But they're kind of just, right now, doing a lot of, like, properties you already know, but done very well. Like, the Rugrats, Rocco. Yeah, you're right. Or, like, the
0: Jim Henson stuff has been a huge seller for them. They They did Adventure Time originally. Well, they've got to make that that money that bug because they make it so we can order as many as we want and then make them returnable mm-hmm. with a lot of their number ones so they gotta be doing things that people are like I don't know Buffy people love Buffy all over a hundred of them mm-hmm. you know um, yeah it is, it is interesting it is a lot of property stuff lately you're right
1: but so, they seem to be doing it respectfully and well.
0: I think so. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what happens
1: there. So, what's your, what's your, what's yours? Uh, mine first one's gonna be Hulk number twelve, the Immortal Boy. Yeah, he's immortal. He's in hell. The last issue particularly had a crazy uh, cliffhanger. Where did we end on the last one? Um, in hell. For in sure. hell. I think Papa Banner shows up. They make. Kind of a stretchy metaphor that Hulk is the Quipoth or associated to the Quipoth, uh, which is. Drop, drop that on me. Uh, in Kabbalah and in the book, the Torah, the very first. Um, yeah, anyway, Jewish language is structured in a way that there's no spaces and words can be both. Um, male and female, plural and non-plural at the same time. Okay. And when you read the Bible originally, when it's written in the original Jewish text, like there are no spaces in their language. So based on how you read it and where you decide to make the spaces, the lines change. So when the Lord said, "Let there be light," and then there was the world, or whatever the line is, um, there is a meaning where the the quipoth is an idea of what was before God, and quipoth oh. translates to like shell. Um, or yep. world of shells, um, emptiness. I remember, yeah, I remember reading this issue now. Yeah, and, like, the fact that Hulk is kind of this angry, empty being. That like, was always. Yeah. he
0: yeah, was possessed by this timeless always entity. Yeah,
1: that is, like, the thing before creation, the emptiness before creation, and, like, he's kind of a hollow. Yeah, it was a stretchy metaphor to make, but they did it really well, like, throwing in, like, at first I was like, oh, they're putting Kabbalah in it. Why are they always <laughs> putting it? I don't like Kabbalah as far as esoteric stuff, but the metaphor I thought really worked well. And to now make uh Hulk like this immortal thing that's timeless as well as crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. timeless as well as invulnerable. Yeah. So I was like, what? Yeah, it was mind blowing. We'll see. Is this it's issue twelve. Is is this an ongoing or just a maxi? Um, there are like
0: solicitations. Three months out, so, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know how long it's going, but thank goodness it's it's going for a while.
1: Every issue gets crazier than the last. So. On this week's FOC,
0: there was like third printings of number two and second printings of like six and seven and like nine or something. So like they're they're aware that there's not enough of it. It's got to be the best. Like not not I think it's the best, but it's got to be the best selling Hulk book of the last good long for time. sure. I
1: I know I've seen a lot of other writers like praise Al Ewing for doing crazy shit. Every issue is crazier and crazier and crazier, and I never thought I'd like a Hulk book. I it's, think it's one of the better... It's definitely the deepest Marvel book coming out right now.
0: Yeah, and that's not the only time that we've described an Al Ewing Marvel book that way. Yeah. Like, with Ultimates and... Yeah, he he's an awesome writer who kind of is so out there... While being relatively mainstream as well, he's not For like. For sure. I guess Grant Morrison's pretty mainstream, but um, I guess in his earlier time, he was so far out there. I don't know. Al Ewing is is out there, but also like still writing main books. You can't get too out. Th- he's just not talked about too much because he sure. occupies this strange s- space, I think.
1: And sometimes he writes a pretty like, main like kind of linear thing, but yeah. every now and then he goes buck wild with his creativity. And, yeah. You know, this book is like really layered and complex, so I'm excited to see. What the hell is coming next? Well, on the topic of Buck Wild and coming
0: next, yes, uh, my second book is Guardians of the Galaxy Number One. Oh, with the main man Donnie Cates. Buck his Wild. Cates stank all over the the celestial. Well, not actually strictly celestials, but all over the uh, you know the universal sphere. Uh, joined by artist Jeff Shaw, who did the art for the Thanos run that they did, ah. which is super super cool. To get those two guys back together, because he wasn't the artist in the Cosmic Ghost writer run, um, and I, you know, it was a light, more lighthearted art tone in that one. I, I think this guy does a pretty like brutal, rad. Style, so I'm I'm really really excited. We've got like Cosmic Ghost Rider gonna be in it. Uh, Thanos, there's like a new Thanos popping up. Mm-hmm. With, like they keep there's all these listeners like Who's the new Thanos? I'm like, What do you mean? Like there's just Thanos, right? Yeah. Like You can't have. Is this
1: baby Thanos? F- maybe grown up? up. Yeah. That would be pretty good because he's like Punisher Thanos. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. But they have the, what is it? The Galactic like Magister, I think his name is. Oh. Like He's the X Men character with the big. Oh, Gladiator! Gladiator, the one with like the sort of like Superman
0: triangle, yeah, thing, yeah the big yeah. mohawk. I really Shidari like that Empire. character. Yeah, And yeah. um, yeah, Silver Surfer, like for sure, the surf. Yeah, I um, I have to. We actually talked about on mm-hmm. last week. How the Venom second volume has been a little bit less focused. I'm I'm only just now thinking, like maybe it's because he's spent the last like three months working super hard on this Guardians book. Yeah, I know he's a big Guardians fan. Yeah, so uh, it would be. I'm optimistic about it. I'm pretty hopeful. I think it's going to be the big, dumb stuff that we really like. While Venom, while being big and dumb at times, has been a little bit more grounded and mm-hmm. on the ground. Uh, by being grounded, he's on the ground, sort of like hamburger on the streets. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> didn't
1: Venom get that cheeseburger in the last issue?
0: He did get that cheeseburger. He's always trying burger. to get that cheeseburger. Yeah, he sure is. He sure is dunk-do. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm really, really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that that's a kind of surefire. Uh, you should check that book out this week.
1: Yeah, I have a, like, it's hard for me to like a team book because you never spend enough time with I one totally character. Agree. But I think if someone could orchestrate, like, use a team book's strengths as it can be crazy, buck wild, and bombastic, and I think Donny Cates is the buck wild bombasticator that can um, blow that book up in a good way. What's our favorite team book? It's not Dan Slott's Fantastic Four. <laughs> um... Gosh, favorite team book ever? Yeah, I really like Grant Morrison's Justice League. From what I've read, I I was gonna say
0: Grant Morrison's New X Men is way up there. Uncanny X Men by
1: Uncanny X Force by Rick Remender. Word. Um, Black Hammer is a kind of stretch of a team team book, but I, yeah, that's a rotating character drama.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Um, I, I could. I'm not hugely into team books for that very reason. You just said so. I had to think about. Are there are some that I love though?
1: Yeah. And I like Grant Morrison's because it's, like, dumb and crazy and over the top. And it is pretty EDD, but it leans into that rather than, you know, just, And like, it's real brainy,
0: though, too. Yeah. Again, I haven't finished the JLA run, which I would love to, but the X-Men one is...
1: X-Men is, is super, super smart, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, what's your second B?
1: My second B is... Oh, speaking of brainy Team Wild <laughs> Wildstorm number 19. It's been gone for a little minute yeah, I think
0: maybe we had a month off or something. yeah, a month which is or... weird because I, I think that it had been like admirably monthly for sure for you know, a year and a half.
1: Uh, and this is like the last stretch of it. Mm-hmm. We what it's five more issues, and the whole thing's wrapped up. yep. And then are we gonna I am curious to see because we didn't get all those wildstorm books that we were promised two years ago. Yeah, um when it was first announced, are we gonna see? The Wildstorm universe kind of enclose itself like why wi- uh, young animal wild animals young, young and wild animals did because, the young and wild bucks yeah because they I, I think that it's still gonna become another
0: one for I think sure. that he's sticking to that I think that it is gonna become like Gen Thirteen or, or something that uh, Colette is being funneled a lot of information from Jared about that chunk of comics and so that sure. that seems to be the the theory by people more aware of '90s Wildstorm than me. For sure,
1: I. Uh, it looks like in some of the covers, hinted at, and if the next couple issues, Midnighter and Apollo, are going to be, a bigger thing, and so, maybe he's going to Renaissance himself, and uh, give himself a rebirth, in in his own books. Maybe we'll get a new Authority book or something. Maybe. Yeah, you know. I think I would like that more than Gen Thirteen. He's got like a fuck ton of unannounced projects. In, that he talks about in his newsletter. <laughs> he sure does, and books that he's just sort of paused. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. That is one of the best sci-fi yarns there is, and I never know what's going on, but I also really like it. Yeah, I was just recommending it heavily to somebody
0: uh, who I think would like it, but it was hard to... It is such a really awesome ride, and I love it, but it it's hard to be like, yeah, you're going to like this, because we're 19 issues in and we still, like, we have a better idea of what's going on than we did, but it's it's crazy to be, like, 80% of the way through a thing and still enjoy it very much but not be able to say, like, this is what this is.
1: I really want to, I wish I would have done this, is read each issue and then just put, like, very basic bullet points of, like, this team made a move for this. These yeah. guys are this. And then that way, because it's clearly a big net of things going on and there's, Aliens, as well as the aliens, are like quasi spiritual entities as well. Yeah, yeah, they bleed between alien and angel or demon. Like they don't really, you can't clearly define them as an alien. Right, and I like like that. Yeah, and and don't they even sort of talk about how like angels
0: are them? Like mm -hmm. people interpreting angels as. Um, and then we got like a just a like a buddy pick, just a, oh yeah, a, just a couple two boys, you know, one hat, one oversized sweatshirt with two arms, one wo- big old
1: cheeseburger, one
0: big old cheeseburger, uh, and a mystery that we're not gonna sleep until we solve. Grimace, get in it. here. <laughs> um, and that's Naomi number one. Yep, by Brian Bendis, Brad Walker, and Jamal Williams. Is Brad Walker the artist? He's the writer, and he did the Power Man. No, that was Kev Walker. Oof, I'm I'm confused. That it may be the same writer who did the Pyroman and Iron Fist. Uh, I thought Bendis was writing it. He's co-writing it, Ooh. and then I think that he's going to dip out. I think he's like creating this character, and it, she's going to be in the Young Justice book. So I think he's got the, the wild, first young art, and bombastic, the kids. wild, young animals, bombastic Justice team. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, oh my god, they just put like a four page preview in the back of a bunch of DC books, and the art. Is amazing. Yeah, the art is fantastic. It it's like cover quality art. Um, it's like all like but all interior pages. Neo Joqueño Oh, I do like that. It does have a like a sort of new Joqueño <laughs> uh, vibe to him, for sure. Thick ink line, but a yeah, very like it's very rounded. And, and it's almost it's like almost looks digital, but none of the negative aspects of it. But just like a sure. cool color gradient, and very stuff. clean. So it's. Yeah, I don't know too much about it yet, aside from Love Me a Bendo, a Brian Michael Bendo. Bendo. Bendo,
1: and yeah, the art is like pretty spectacular. Yep, I know that I'm not a huge Bendo guy, but people say like best Bendo is done when he's writing youngins. You know, the young, hot, wild bombasticators that... uh, (laughs) Man, this Bendo book sure has some hot and wild teens in it. man uh, yeah he just does good young people he's got a, he's got a very young voice so I'm he excited. does so I read the preview and I didn't think it was purposely supposed to be confusing to get okay. you hooked but I was like is she a body snatcher is she's she got a detective
0: has got like ropes and you know the detective wall she's yeah. like true detective season 3 in it she's For got a little sure. rose of boxes so I don't I really don't know I have only looked at the art and gotten real excited about it but in general I don't like to read like three page previews because I don't ever know if it's the beginning of the issue or if I'm lacking context or if it's if it's enough to grab me, I'm just gonna
1: read it instead. For sure. That three page preview, not that it was bad, but I it did less explaining than oh. <laughs> I read others. Yeah. But I'm still excited because that art and it's just like I'm excited to see what Bendis can do at DC with an original DC character. Yeah. So. F- for sure, for sure. And you know, he's got
0: He's a bunch of adopted kids, and they're getting older now, and I think he does, aside from, you know, professor work, he also is around youth a lot. I think his youthful voices are generally pretty pretty close to the actual, um, you know, verb verbiage of the youth, whereas a lot of people are, Dan Slott, I'm looking at you, <laughs> or you sort of just say things, and it's just like, this is a thing that somebody said on the internet like six years ago and is no longer relevant, but I guess that you think you've got your finger on the pulse.
1: Yeah. Slang moves at like a million miles per hour, you know? Yeah. So trying to like pick up with the hot. The hot young, the, the, hot, are the hot Cubano Sam. God dang it, you're gonna have to edit that out. I think it's good, I think it's uh, worth leaving in. Uh, okay, you know, um, I'm just trying to you know, make some mixed metaphors here because that's what well, we do. Sidestep, you're not right? gonna
0: crack the freaking burglar code if you're no. just, just sort of looking at everything one dimensionally and not trying to tie edges together. Exactly, you gotta make your own crazy person yarn. These these two lateral thinking detectives are on the case, and we're gonna report back with everything that we found on these goddamn bloody dusty streets Ugh. tomorrow on the, or I guess two days from now on the pr- perfectly acceptable podcast. Which Who left this bloody
1: bag of comics in this alleyway? Bloody bag! Of, oh no, it's ketchup! Oh 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 oh! <laughs> Hamburger! Somebody's <laughs> out there! Somebody knows!
0: Um, So, anyway, everybody, that is a perfectly acceptable sneak peek for the comic books that we're excited about January 23rd. This Wednesday, new comic book day. Can't wait. Justin, are we going to roll around in a big, you know, sort of rug of freshly soldered animal fur and eat Mm. burgers and record a podcast? (laughs) For
1: sure. We're going to have one of those giant, like, uh... You see, like, Mongolian grills, you know, mm-hmm. and we're just going to throw burger smatterings at it. Um, like a god
0: dang crime scene. Listen, I'm I'm doing a payout this Wednesday for the podcast, and I'm getting all of us burgers. Where Boy, should we get burgers from? Oh, God, We could do
1: boomers. Yeah, boomers. Boom got out. They're bombastic, hot and wild, boomed out burgers. I had right. one the other
0: night. I'm getting... Uh, join us episode 116 of the Perfect Acceptable Burger podcast because we're going to be boy out.
1: Yeah, we're going to be ham boigling all over.
0: Uh, Grim is <laughs> you're quiet. <Grimace! fired! laughs> uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.